Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood is all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what really cool stuff they're doing with us and for us in our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with is John Green. He's the operations officer for Operation Barnabas. John, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you, Colby. It's an honor. It's such a privilege for everything you guys do. Now, give me a rundown on what Operation Barnabas is all about. So we're the Clay County, Northeast Florida kind of hub for veterans assistance, uh, especially battling homelessness and uh, veteran suicide. And how did this even begin to start? So our founder is uh, O.C. Trey Fagan, and uh, he was a Marine recon sniper 17 years in the Marine Corps and uh, had a uh, stellar career, but came back and uh, suffered a TBI and also was uh, battling PTSD. Mm-hmm. And that led him down a very dark path. And uh, it actually led him to go on AWOL and uh, was jeopardizing his marriage and his career. He went AWOL on a Tuesday. Four of his Marine buddies showed up and said, we'd love you too much to let you do this. And if mm-hmm. we have to physically take you, we're, we're taking you to get help. And so they got him into a VA program, which led him to AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, which then led him to a local church here in the Northeast Florida area where he got saved and uh, baptized and just really uh, began a passion to want. And, and uh, that's where I met him. Uh, he was getting baptized in a horse trough. No way. Uh, really wanted this. My wife and I just said, you know, we really want to, to mentor the next couple or, or family that we see come through here that's on this journey. And so started out as a mentor relationship, turned into a friendship later turned into a brotherhood brotherhood and um and since then um he just has a passion to help veterans we brought on more people more help god has sent us just more more help we have raylan heck now as our lead officer so trey is still the founder and uh but he has relocated his family back home to north carolina so raylan heck stepped right in and uh took over that lead officer role we have blake childress who's stepped into a uh, mentorship role he is in charge of our mentors and um and uh so it's just it's growing and it's a, it's a great thing all from for this passion of of Trey's. So what's it look like? I mean, Trey's life was turned upside down and thankfully he had those buddies to come alongside him and kind of shake him up and then obviously the Lord. So what's it look like for you guys to actively shake up other vets? So we kind of use that same model. So Trey, we called it Operation Barnabas because Barnabas in the Bible uh, means son of encouragement. And Mm. that's what Barnabas did. He was Paul and the other disciples kind of sidekick guy. And he, you know, doesn't get a lot of the publicity that some of the other disciples do, but, um, but he, his name, son of encouragement, that's just, that's what Trey does and, and did, and that's what we all do now. We've kind of taken that same uh, uh, template where every veteran that comes through our program is assigned a one-to-one mentor, and I think that's what's different from any other you know, uh, group out there is these guys have a Barnabas in their life that is walking with them, um, helping them one piece at a time, one day at a time, put their life back together and get whole again, and that's that's huge, is having that person that you can pray with, you can will listen, will help you set meaningful, measurable, and manageable 
manageable goals for the week and then and, and hold you accountable to that. Um, so we really are proud of that that Barnabas piece, that mentor piece that kind of sets us apart. We also, of course, do we help you know we partner with Mercy Auto to get vehicles. We partner with uh, the State Suites of America, Orange Park to to put a roof over their head. We partner with local businesses to find employment for these guys. So uh, we're now uh, one of the projects for Impact Clay. We're really uh, excited about that. Impact Clay is a is a hub of uh, uh, projects in Clay County just helping people uh, drive positive change. So it's a collaboration of, of, of faith-based businesses, government, um, all coming together. And so we were chosen as one of the projects for that uh, just recently. And so that's really going to help us even uh, grow even bigger and better. Before we get into the practicality of everything that Operation Barnabas does, you said that you help these guys get whole. Do a lot of them even realize that they're not whole, especially after coming back from being in the military? Yes. Yeah, so we get applications and calls from, and, and really it's amazing. It's just amazing how the word is spread. I mean, I, I've gotten calls from as far away as Idaho, Oklahoma, mm. San Antonio, Texas, South Florida. And, and uh, so it's pretty amazing that, uh, you know, we're focused on our, our little our community here, but the word is spreading. Um, so when they call us, uh, they really have, for the most part, most of them, by the time they get, they, they're, they're ready. And we have a vetting process. We, we, we interview them. We go through a pretty thorough interview process. And, um, and, cause that's what we, we tell them. We're not a hand out. Mm. We're a hand up. And that's completely different because there's a lot of people that are just looking for a hand out, but they're not really ready to have that transformation like Trey was. Trey will tell you that, you know, he had reached that point where he knew he needed the help. And if he didn't get that help, um, and if he didn't ask for that help, you know, things were going to take a really a, a dark turn. So um, that's where we intervene is we want to intervene at that point where they're turning, you know, they've reached that, that low spot, but they realize that they really want to get better and they really want to change. And, um, and that's where we, uh, that's where we step in. So what's the difference for y'all between a handout and a hand up? So, for example, when their mentor meets with them, so when the mentor has a, we, we ask our mentors that we put them through a training and the mentors are, uh, we ask for one, one check in a week, uh, whether that's in person or over the phone. Uh, and at that check in, we're setting meaningful, measurable, manageable goals. And so, mm-hmm. um, for example, if the veteran needs transportation, so they don't have a reliable car, we partner with Mercy Auto. They go to auction on Tuesdays and they find us reliable vehicles, fix them up, get them ready to put back out into the into the fleet. Um, we'll say, okay, what's this car is going to cost two thousand dollars? What can you contribute to that? What's a manageable mm. goal that you can contribute to that vehicle? So we're not just going to write the whole check for two thousand dollars and say, here's your car. They have some skin in the game too, and that's and so everything we do, whether it's a car, a job, you know, if they're looking for interviews, we'll say, hey, here's three companies we know right now that are hiring, but they're expected to get on the phone and make the connection, okay. fill out the application. So it's so it's kind of a fifty fifty kind mm-hmm. of thing, and that's what's again is different. Which we're not a handout is I'm gonna just give it to you. Here's mm-hmm. everything. We say here's here we'll go here. You come here. <laughs> we'll meet you in the middle, and you do. And so and as we meet those goals. We celebrate that, you know. We really mm-hmm. just, you know, encourage them. That's what Barnabas. Hey, great job, awesome. You know, we uh, I bought some work shoes for a young lady today because she went out on her own, got a job, and uh, came back super excited. But she said, "Hey, it's a job that I'm going to be on my feet a lot. Um, you know, I, I really need some work shoes, but I don't have a paycheck yet." So I went to the academy this morning and mm-hmm. got her a pair of shoes, and uh, so here we go. And 
so uh, that was really cool to be able to present those to her and she was super excited that you know she's like wow uh but she went out and got the job she yeah. worked hard she did the interview and she uh she did her part so so we meet them halfway keep telling me about the programs y'all offer like whether it's something as small as hey here's some new work shoes or hey here's a connection i have with a company that's hiring what does it look like when we come to operation barnabas for help so we we use the analogy of a triage so when you go to the emergency room there's a there's a process that they follow to see who needs help the most and and then so we have a triage where we look at the veteran where are they when we talk to their mentor what do they need and so obviously we know the the pieces of the puzzle that make a person whole and can and can be a positive contributing healthy person in society you need reliable transportation you need you need a job that that you love to do and you care about and makes a difference and you need uh, people in your life you need life groups so we actually have life groups now that meet on tuesday evenings at the hotel and then also sunday mornings here here at the church so again they can come be connected uh with other veterans and with other people that are making those positive transformations in their life so so every veteran's a little bit different because they all come to us at different levels and different you know needs and uh but we just start like i said start with we start with the small things and start building up i took a veteran this week uh to get his driver's license so Mm. obviously we're not looking at a car right now because he didn't even have his driver's license uh so we went through the process he he found out which fines he needed to pay and which company this and that and that and so uh, then finally, once we got all that square, we went down to the DMV and, and took care of that. And it was cool. It was like a, like taking a 16-year-old to get his license yeah. for the first time. It was really cool seeing that big smile on his face. Oh. Um, but like I said, so they so every, every veteran's a little bit different, but mm-hmm. it's that same triage of let's put it back together one piece at a time uh, so that they can get back out there. And again, but then also getting them really, this is important, getting them involved in life groups where they're around other people who are making that same positive change. That's that's a huge piece of the puzzle too. And John, why do you think it's veterans who have such a difficult time returning back to quote unquote normal life? So I'm the concerned civilian in this organization. Yeah. And so, but what they're telling me what the talking to Raylan, talking to Trey, didn't know these guys over the years. Um, you know, when you're in the military, obviously everything's regimented. Somebody's telling yeah. you what to do, where to go, when to go. I mean, it's very uh, orderly and very, you know, do this, do that. And so when all of a sudden you're, you're back into civilian society, you don't have that. You don't have that kind of structure. You don't have those things. Plus, if you've seen combat or been in combat or been in those kind of situations, um, you know, you've seen death, you've seen, you've lost friends, you've lost people that Dang. you love and care about. And you've had to, to see that. And, and they, these guys have seen things that, that, you know, we, we never have, have had to deal with. And so I think it's a combination of, you know, not having that structure, not, you know, having seen things that you can't unsee. And then, and then there's also just kind of like anybody, when you transition from one career to another, you know, what is my purpose? What yeah. is my plan? What, what am I? What am I doing now? You know, I'm back here, and 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 um, well, yeah, where where do I go from here? So a lot of times we have guys in our program in our hotel that have degrees that have college degrees, and they yeah. have, you know, they they uh, we we had a, a JAG attorney through our program at one time. So it's it's not just you know, uh, you know, particular branch of the military. It's not just a particular. It, it it can affect anyone, and it really just starts with that lack of purpose you know where where do i go where do i fit in this this uh this new season of my life and um and a lot of times that leads to them making bad a lot of times what happens is they start making bad decisions they make that mm-hmm. first bad decision which leads to the second to the third and what i call i call it the death spiral it just kind of just spirals and uh and that's where we usually find them well again we have the privilege of chatting with john green he's the operations officer officer for operation barnabas in john 
I'm not familiar with the military, any of this, what these guys are going through, but what can we do to help y'all? So we, we also work with our local first responders. We have deputies and, and, and fire and rescue. We have young ladies from, from the, the, the EMT department we're working with right now. So we also want to make sure you know, let people know we're working with our, our local um, first responders also to be that resource for them. Uh, but what we need uh, first and foremost is obviously people's prayers. You know, these, these men and women are, are making that turn. They're turning their lives around and we all know how difficult that is that is a huge challenge to make that turn so those prayers and and and, then just messages of support too i mean if they would just go to our website go to our facebook instagram and just say hey guys we're praying for you we love you guys we support the military we support our first responders because unfortunately and we know this to be true we know the media right now Mm -hmm. all you hear is a lot of negativity and that's sad because we know that 99% of the interactions with our first responders, with our military, are, are positive. These are men and women. These are fathers. These are, yeah. these are wives and husbands. And I tell people all the time that 22 veteran suicides a day, you know, that's not just a number. That's, that's another you know, slogan out there. It's not just a number. It's a name. But I take that a little bit farther. 22 is not just a, a number. It's not just a name. Those are, those are stories. Those are people's families. Those are families. And so when a veteran commits suicide, it's not just one person affected. It's generations that are affected. Um, and and because those questions will never go away. Why? Why did that person do that? Why did they feel that they were at that point? So we really need prayers and we need messages of encouragement. Write letters. Send us letters. You know, just really encourage these guys to, to keep going. And then secondly, obviously, we, we need mentors. That is a huge need. Someone who will walk with these mentor, these veterans one-to-one once a week checking in with them uh, we we need female mentors we need male mentors we need civilian mentors you don't have to be in the military you just have to be somebody who wants to make a difference and we'll take you through the training we'll we'll share with you how to do it but um but like i said we need mentors and then finally we need provision because for the first time since 2016 since i've been a part of this we've we've the need has outgrown what we have so we actually have had to put people on waiting lists We've had to turn people away. We've had to say no, and I hate saying no. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be able to say yes every single time that we're going to do this and we're going to meet you halfway. And, and unfortunately, like I said, we're we're, we're outgrowing that. And, and uh, so we need help. We need people to go to our website. We need people to do- donate, become automatic monthly partners with us. Even if it's just we ask for $16 a month is the minimum. And that's what the year that Trey got saved. And uh, so that's where we came up with 16 mm-hmm. But anything someone can give, anything that people can, can help us with, um, it gives goes directly to the veteran. We are paying for cars. We are paying rent. We are doing deposits. I just put a veteran in his house uh, this week, too. It was incredible. Me and the team got to go over there, and we got yeah. to, to just shoot a video with him. And seeing him stand on his own front porch, Yeah. I mean, that was huge. You know, And that was that's what we need. We, we want more of those stories because they never, ever, ever get old. On average, where are you getting the money from? From these monthly volunteers or pardon, don- donors? It's, got, it's mainly grassroots right now. Um, just people donating people out there that care and, and want to make a difference we're starting to get some grants come in like i said we're reaching out and being a part of impact clay now we are so thankful for impact clay to, to invite us to be part of the project what's uh, that projects here um so impact clay is a, is a uh, clay county initiative to uh find solutions to clay countywide problems so they're bringing together the private sector the nonprofit sector the public sector and the faith-based sector faith-based sector all together kind of in a hub so that when people have needs um 
they're we they're directly right there. Here's where you go. You, you're a veteran. Oh, you go to Operation Barnabas. And so people aren't out there trying to flounder and find these things. They're right here under one roof. And so it's pretty cool that we were selected to be the veteran project mm. under, under Impact Clay. So so we're starting to pick up some of the grants and some of the the, the those kind of projects things out there. But again, we want this to be grassroots. It, it's so much. But the grants are great. We love working with, but man, when people, when the people come together and say, we're going to make a difference, we're going to do this, uh, that's huge. We love that. And, and to, to have everybody being able to say, even if it's $16 a month, being able to say, I, I, I bought those shoes. I helped mm-hmm. put those shoes on that, on that young lady's feet, man. That's, that's a huge, huge thing. So we, like I said, we, we want everybody to come to the table. Do you have any events that are upcoming that we can help support? Yes, ma'am. So if you go to the website, you will see this is pretty cool. You'll see the Veterans Games coming up on October 2nd. So we've been uh, having a lot of fun with that. It's going to be a great event here in Clay County um, at a place called Boogerville. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a really cool time out there. But uh, if you want to challenge, so it is really cool. If you want to challenge a Navy SEAL and see if you can what? come on and uh and some contests and things like that of strength and speed. And uh, we're going to have those kind of games going on. There's going to be giveaways. There's going to be prizes. There's going to be auctions. Um, it's just going to be an amazing, amazing time out there. So that's that's our big event coming up on October 2nd. And you can find all the details, again, on our on our website at uh, Operation Barnabas FL. you got to add the FL on there because uh, there's some other organizations in other states. But OperationBarnabasFL.com, you'll see all the, the information about the veteran game. I don't know why anybody would want to challenge a navy seal first of all <laughs> it'll be fun it'll be it'll be it'll be a really cool time and uh they, like i said I, all the events are going to be uh uh you know you'll you'll have a chance <laughs> is this the first time y'all have done the veterans games yes ma'am this is the first time and uh we hope it's not the only time we're hoping to get bigger and better every year because this is something again to be able to bring the co- civilian community together yeah. with the veteran community you know i've been joking I, I'm, uh, I'm also working with the fellowship of christian athletes in clay county and i've been able to talk to some of these high school guys like hey hey Raylan's an army ranger you want to you want to take him on and yeah you think you're legit 50 pound yeah you, you know, come on come out here at october 2nd so we're we're uh, just gonna have a lot of fun with it it's gonna be a good time music um, we got the band playing and uh, just, again, praying for some great weather on October mm-hmm. 2nd, some nice cool fall weather and getting a whole community together to say, hey, we are behind our veterans. We are behind because that's really why I got involved as a, as a civilian was that I 90 percent of us are civilians. And I really wanted to say, you know, man, I saw all the news and I said, man, that's not how most people think <laughs> we we love these guys we love these and so how can we be a part of the effort how can we support these men and women um and that's what we want to do is pull in that civilian side with the with the veterans side by side having a good time and supporting a great cause well john one more time tell me the best way to get in contact with you and to learn more so operation barnabas fl.com is our website you can also reach the barnabas has its own line now it's uh, 904-788 5926. That's the Barnabas line. You can call or text that number. And then we're also on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, please follow us on, on uh, Facebook because you'll see the stories. And that's one of the things we do is we, we don't have a, a slick script or, or crew. The videos are real. They're raw. They're standing on the front porch with a veteran as he's moving into his new house. Um, so you can follow all those stories and see the pictures and see where that where all the everything's going right to these guys and, and making a difference in their lives. So and John, I'm 
I'm sure even just driving home today, I'll see veterans on the side of the road. And and for those instances where we come in contact with them, can we throw your name out along with Operation Barnabas and send them your way? Absolutely. It's funny you said that because literally before I called you, I was at our partner, Stay Sweets Hotel, in the parking lot with Raylan and his wife. We were helping some vets and doing some things over there, actually moving some carpet and doing some things. <laughs> and standing in the parking lot, I saw a guy walk by with a cart. And I, just out of the corner of my eye, I saw a Vietnam vet. Dang. And we were busy co- conversing and talking. All of a sudden, I was like, whoa, wait a second. That's us. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I turned to him and I said, hey, man. And I was able to share with him. And we're going to be able to bring him some meals today. We also can provide food um, to, to veterans mm-hmm. that are in need of meals. We, we have MREs that get donated. So it's funny because I tell them, I'm like, when I say MREs, they either are like really excited because some veterans love the, the military ready to eat mm-hmm. meals. And some of them, it's like, oh. Yeah, dang. Again. Uh, yeah, but uh, but yes, please, if you see veterans, send them to that number, 788-5926. Send them to the website. Uh, the application's on there. It says right at the top, need help, uh, need assistance. Just click on that. There's a simple Google form to fill out, and it'll come right to us, and we'll get to work on it. And if we want to be a, a mentor, what kind of characteristics does that mentor have? So, number one, like I said, son of encouragement. Mm. Your job, your purpose, your role as a volunteer mentor is to encourage. If somebody, if they're making, you know, if there's some tough decisions that have to be made, if there's some other things going on, you know, that's our job as the Operation Barnabas team. But your job as a mentor is to be that cheerleader, to be that encourager, praying for them, uh, being willing to step into their life, being willing to, 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 you know, take a call maybe late at night. You know what I'm saying? Maybe there's something going on where there's a need for something, an emergency or prayer. So just being on call, being ready to pour into that person's life for 30, 60, or 90 days or longer. Because like I said, I never thought, for, you know, when I started mentoring Trey, I didn't know this was going to be a lifelong yeah. Um So we, we don't, you know, but just have that caring heart. Be a good listener and, uh, again, be ready and, and just kind of humble and, and willing to mm. just, like I said, be a, be a Barnabas. That's it. Be, a, be, mm. be an encourager. And I lied. One more time now um, on the best website and phone number to reach y'all, John. Operation Barnabas FL.com and the number is 904 788 5926. Okay. Well, John, thank you so much for all you do and for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood. Thank you, Colby. It's always an honor. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at Jacksonville.radio. As a business owner, it's top priority that my office equipment and technology is top-notch. That's why I work with CFX Office Technology. Do you want reliable copiers and printers along with a secure scanner and document management solution? Call CFX Office Technology. CFX is a family business here in Jacksonville. They're helpful and professional and always respond super fast to any issue. Call them for your business needs. Visit cfxoffice.com. cfxoffice.com. 
Exergen wants you to know about an important study just released by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has known all along. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate, and they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. With new strains of COVID on the rise, we can't afford to tolerate the rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. DQ presents Picture this A DQ red velvet Cupid cake made for two This heart-shaped cake is at the center of your perfect date night There's a layer of red velvet cake blizzard Delicious red velvety cake pieces and cream cheese icing Wait, what's that? World famous DQ soft serve Your Valentine is speechless It's a DQ Valentine's Day happily ever after Moments like these are exactly why the DQ Cupid cake exists DQ Happy tastes good This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-707-4522. 800-707-4522. 800-707-4522. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. It's a new year and maybe time for new or upgraded security with Florida's leader in gate access and video controls, Sunbelt Gated Access Systems. Their team of professionals will walk you through every step to create and maintain ultimate security for your home or business. You can trust Sunbelt Gated Access Systems to recommend the products you need without trying to sell you the products you don't. Happy New Year from your trusted security provider, Sunbelt Gated Access Systems. Get in touch today, sunbeltsys.com, sunbeltsys.com. Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood, it's all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what great stuff they're doing with us and for us in our neighborhood. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with, it's Lisa Rinneman. She's with the St. John's Riverkeeper. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Colby. So happy to be here. Now, Lisa, give me a rundown on what the St. John's Riverkeepers is all about. Most definitely. We are an advocacy organization for the St. John's River, and it's our mission to defend and protect our river, its tributaries, and its springs for all the people that enjoy the waters of Northeast Florida. And how big is the St. John's River? Um, It is the longest river in the state of Florida. It's actually 310 miles long, and it flows north. It begins in Indian River County, um, just west of Vero Beach, and it flows all the way north to Duval County, where it meets the Atlantic Ocean, um, right near Mayport. 
Um, the watershed is 8,800 square miles, so it's a, it's about 16% of the state of Florida. Dang. And why is this so important, so important for us to protect it? Well, the, the St. John's River literally runs through the heart of Jacksonville in northeast Florida. It's tributaries, you know, run into our neighborhoods, connecting us all by water. And so a healthy river really drives a healthy community and a healthy economy. And so we're, it's really important that we protect and really defend our greatest natural asset for ourselves as well as future generations. How did all of this start? Um, so our organization was founded um, 22 years ago after a great blue-green algae toxic um, outbreak in the St. John's River really brought together citizens and business owners and anglers and commercial fishermen, and they knew that we needed to do something to protect our river. And so the St. John's River cre- um, Keeper was created. We're, more th- we're one of more than 350 water keepers around the world, and we all work together to make sure that we protect um, our waterways. Lisa, what kind of growth have you seen over the past years? You know, we uh, have continued to get more and more members, not only here in northeast Florida, but throughout the watershed. We work with, with river lovers throughout the the entire 310 miles, we have a headwaters advisory group that work with us, and we do paddles and get out on the water and do cleanups regularly. We also have a presence in the Middle Basin, um, and, and that's all important because with us in northeast Florida being at the lower end of the river, mm-hmm. um, we, we have to protect the entire river because it impacts quality of life and water quality right here in northeast Florida. And can you go in-depth on that? Exactly. It's all connected. And so if, if you have um, people um, you know, dumping sewage sludge, for example, in our headwaters, which is a problem, then that impacts water quality you know, downstream in all the communities downstream. Same if you see a neighbor doing something um, you know, like dumping excess fertilizer into a waterway, that's going to impact water quality down, um, further down. And so it is all connected. And so we need to make sure that, that we're keeping pollution out of our waterways, we're doing our part, but also holding our elected officials accountable to do their part mm. um, and making sure that we're conserving water too because fresh water is so important to the natural flow and systems of the St. John's. And the St. John's River Keepers, yes, you guys are in advocacy, but do you all mm-hmm. also provide any services for the community? Most definitely. So one of our, our new initiatives we'll be launching a little bit later in 2022 is a Get Your Feet Wet series, which is a series of activities and fun things to do. So you can take your friends, your family, and experience the St. John's, whether it's a boat trip, a hike, mm-hmm. um, a biking tour. So we're going to do more just outings to get people outside. I think with the pandemic, we're all looking for more opportunities yeah. to come together outside. We also have a full-time education program that works with kids. Um, we go into the classroom when we can. We do boat trips. And we also have online services and fun activities for children. And for adults, we have a river-friendly program so we can all learn how to be more river-friendly in our personal lives. What are some of the things, as simple as it sounds, that you guys are teaching the kids when y'all go to their schools? You know, one of, one of the, the fun things we talk about is scooping up the poop, which all the kids <laughs> like to say that. Um, oh my gosh, that's so know, cute. <laughs> Just as simple as picking up after your pet. Um, when you know pet waste goes into our waterways, that's a problem, and so that that's a fun thing to do. We talk about the value of native plants, planting native plants, um, which is a great way to 
make sure that, that we don't use excess fertilizer or more water than we need to. Um, water conservation, you know, turning off the faucet when you brush your teeth, that mm-hmm. saves a lot of water. And the St. John's River is a spring-fed water, and so it's important we conserve our aquifer where our drinking water comes from because that fresh water is important to the St. John's River as well. What what made this passion spark? Oh, I, I was always a love rivers growing up. I grew up in Arkansas, but I realized in my 20s that I really wanted to be um, somewhere that had more water. Arkansas was a little too landlocked, yeah. and, and I fell in love with Jacksonville because of the river, um, because of the close proximity to all the freshwater springs that are just magical windows into our aquifer, as well as the Atlantic Ocean. And so I, when I first moved, here, I, I kind of took it for granted that it would always be healthy until 2005 when the, the mm. green monster was a huge algae bloom that, that really covered all the waters of the St. John's in the northern section. And I realized we couldn't take it for granted and started volunteering and just was very blessed to have the opportunity to do this as my, my full-time work. And you said you started volunteering. Are we able to come out and help volunteer? Yes, yes. We have volunteer opportunities. You can go to our website at stjohnsriverkeeper.org and sign up for different types of volunteer activities, whether it's just an outing to help us with the cleanup, um, which we do on a monthly basis, or working through our kids program, which is one of the most enlightening opportunities. And we also have professional opportunities. We have um, scientists who volunteer with us. We have engineers. We have lawyers. Um, a lot of people that have retired, but they still want to be involved in in making you know, our world a better place. So we, we have all different types of volunteer opportunities, and you can sign up for our volunteer newsletter. And we, we talked a little bit about this off airly. So what projects mm-hmm. is the St. John's River Keepers working on currently? Sure. Well, we're, we're continuously working on opportunities to reduce nutrient pollution, which is what drives these outbreaks of algae. Um, but one of the most important restoration projects we're working on on right now is the opportunity to free the Akawaha River. The Akawaha River is the largest tributary to the St. John's, but it was dammed in 1968, and that really robs the St. John's River critical freshwater flow from Silver Springs. And so now we're working with a coalition across the state to breach that dam which would restore more than 150 million gallons of fresh water every single day to the St. John's and create many more recreational opportunities and and better quality uh, water quality from Wallachia to Palatka to Jacksonville. You said free it from the dam. How is this going to directly affect us? Like, yeah, we'll have cleaner water, mm-hmm. but what more does mm-hmm. that mean? Sure. So if we... If what's the, the, goal is to breach the dam and allow the natural river to flow as it was intended to, Mm. and that not only um, reconnects Silver Springs naturally to the St. John's and increases that freshwater flow, it also restores more than 20 springs that are lost right now behind the dam. They're covered up, and so this will allow those springs to flow. That provides more fresh water, but also cooler, clearer water, which will allow submerged grasses in the St. John's to be fortified. That not only helps with water quality, but it also creates more fish habitat, so it increases the diversity and the productivity of our fishing um, opportunities throughout the river. And so it it truly will be one of the most um, significant 
reduced um, to our river's health and also to our fishing population, which will, will make us all happy from different perspectives, yeah. whether you like to fish or you like to eat, you know, the bounty of the St. John's. And this sounds like such a huge task, Lisa. How can we help? How, how can we make this happen? Most definitely. So if you go to our website at stjohnsriverkeeper.org, you can read all about our different initiatives, including focusing on protecting from algae, but and also freeing the Akawaha. And you can join our coalition. You can write letters to elected officials. Um, you can participate in emails going out. We will be having some special events around um, the you know just highlighting the natural connection between the Akawaha. But join us virtually at our website, and we'll also be having some webinars coming up in the near future. And we've talked about all of the great things that happen when we take care of the St. John's River. Now, what happens if we don't? Yeah, so like what we experience when we have these outbreaks. You know, this past summer, there were several toxic algae blooms in the St. John's, and they were 300 more times toxic than safe recreational standards. So that means that during those outbreaks, we can't swim, we can't can't water ski, you can't fish in those waters. And so that hurt local Mm -hmm. marinas, who they didn't have business coming out. And so it, it can cause us to have health issues. It can also threaten our economy that depends on a healthy river. You know, our river can sustain us and really provide us with just magical uh, opportunities, or it can it can really create an opportunity for us not to thrive. What can we do today to help protect the St. John's River? Yeah, I think that the main thing is getting the word out and, and understanding we're all connected. You don't have to live on the St. John's or a tributary to contribute to better um, health of the St. John's. So just understanding that we all have a role to play in reducing our pollution footprint by being more river friendly. And we have all sorts of tips on how to do it, whether you're a boat owner or when you're working in your your yard. And also just being aware of, of how we together can make a difference um, if we're all willing to take a stand for our waterways. Lisa, you said you'll have all these tips. Where can we find those? Sure. Our, our website is stjohnsriverkeeper.org. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us there. And we will announce, you can sign up for email uh, newsletters. And so we're making it easy for us to get together virtually, um, but also um, we'll have special events coming up. The best place is at stjohnsriverkeeper.org. Okay, perfect. Lisa, thank you so much for all you're doing with our community and for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood. Well, thank you for the opportunity. It's great to have such great neighbors out there. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at Jacksonville.radio. Welcome to Jacksonville.radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby and North Florida Neighborhood. It's really cool because it's all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what really cool stuff they're doing with us and for us in our community. And today the neighbor we get to chat with, it's Mary Ann Jacob. She's a CEO for the Girl Scouts of Gateway Council. Miss Mary Ann, thank you so much for joining us. 
Colby, thank you. I am just thrilled with the opportunity, and we do have just lots of good things to share with our neighbors today. Yes, anytime we get to talk about cookies, I'm going to be a happy camper. So mm, give me a rundown on what the Girl Scouts of Gateway Council is all about. So we are an organization, in fact, the largest girl-serving organization outside of the public school system that prepares girls for leadership roles. So we have, um, we are actually celebrating our 110th anniversary so this is nothing new for Girl Scouts and uh, super excited about the opportunity to prepare girls for their future leadership roles but also create and fill the pipeline for female leaders across our region so uh, we have a great time doing it and people often think of Girl Scouts as cookies and camp but there's so much more behind that madness Uh, but it is cookie season so we're excited about cooking. So tell me how you're creating female leaders. Because oh, in my wonderful. mind, I'm like, thank you. How, yes. do you, how do you do that just by selling cookies? But yes. it's so much more than right. that. No, no, there's so much more than that. So we are, um, we have four pillars of programming that we focus on. And it includes outdoor and life skills, entrepreneurship, but it also um, includes STEM. So we introduce girls to different opportunities, different careers, but they do this with a badge program. And so we either go into the school systems or we, um, troop leaders, uh, actually work with girls to uh, share learning experiences outside of what they may normally see in the classroom because a lot of learning happens outside of school, Mm. actually. Most productive learning may happen outside of school. So we engage girls, and uh, it's girl-led. Girls can decide, hey, I want to focus on STEM, or I play soccer, so I'd love to be in a troop with a bunch of girls who play soccer, or um, I am really into the outdoors. Most of our Girl Scouts experience all four of those pillars of learning and programming throughout their Girl Scout experience. So it is pretty, it is pretty exciting and it's very robust. And all of our programming is designed, it's research driven and it's designed to engage the girls and have measurable outcomes. So, you know, it's hard to to explain it. I wish every girl in your listening area would at least try it once because it really is an opportunity. I know I'm a little biased, (laughs) but it it really is an opportunity, particularly for girls um, to really broaden their horizons. And I'm a little bummed. I was never in Girl Scouts because I had my own own assumptions of what y'all were all about. So what does it look like for somebody to be a Girl Scout? So we actually serve girls from age 5 through 17. And uh, for the last two years, we have been, we've introduced a new program called Kindergarten Readiness that really targets 4- and 5-year-olds. And it's a four-session program where we help girls understand um, the learning concepts and how to make friends and 
just, it's just really amazing. So you can start at five. You don't have to go through the kindergarten writing this program. It's just an option. And uh, we introduce girls in, to STEM at mm. five years old. Uh, but take that all the way through. All the, all the programs are, you know, age appropriate. And they're curriculum driven. And the curriculum meets the, the national school board curriculum and all of our local uh, school curriculum as well. And so uh, when I think of myself as a Girl Scout, and I am a professional Girl Scout now, but I started uh, an old professional Girl Scout. <laughs> but when I think about what they, what that, I mean, what it's done for me, mm. I love to public speak. I, um, you know, have learned how to be an entrepreneur. Girls are learning that with the cookie program, but they're also learning all sorts of life skills. Uh, I particularly am fond of our programs that are designed to help girls understand the mental health mm. environment, how to identify issues in mental health, not only for their friends, but for themselves as well. So we uh, we have a huge mental health ambassador program, and right now it's so critical because with the pandemic, so many girls have been, well, and just children and adults, actually, we've been just thrown out of our comfort zone and the lack of connectivity, which we're all created for connectivity and community, every single one of us, uh, really has had a negative impact on girls particularly. So we are really working to establish and train not only girls, but parents and their and our Girl Scout volunteers and troop leaders to really fully understand or grasp the issues of mental health and what resources are there and look turn ourselves into resources as well, particularly for our friends. Mm. And Miss Mary Ann, when somebody ages out of being a Girl Scout, they've already done it, what do you want them to walk away with? Ooh. First and foremost is I never want them to forget what Girl Scouts did for them. Mm how it prepared them for being a great mom, being a great CEO, being a great nurse, doctor, whatever it is, being a great park ranger. Because so many, we do that as a Girl Scout alum, we just, we completely disconnect. So what I, I want them to walk away with really great skills and courage and confidence and character, but also to really reflect on, oh my goodness, this was, you know, pretty impactful in my life. And, uh, and Girl Scouts, uh, helped with this or, prepared me for this or, or whatever. And um, so there's just uh, a lot. And I think one thing that we know, our research shows us, because we do have a research institute, but our research shows us that a girl, a girl that participates in Girl Scouts even for just one year actually benefits from wow. the program. As an adult who didn't get to go to <laughs> Girl Scouts, I could bring you back in as a volunteer and, and I can assure you that you would, you would benefit from it as Okay, I I like to eat cookies. <laughs> so, but you guys, and and I love that. Whereas I might not be able to be a Girl Scout now, you do have so many opportunities for us to still be a part of that. And I want to hit on your fourth annual Thin Mint uh, Sprint Cookie Crawl. That's a mouthful, sure. Miss Marianne. Tell me about that. <laughs> 
So, yes, the cookie crawl is a mouthful, and it also could be a, an exercise tool, I think, uh, for those yes. of us that may not be runners. But anyhow, we are um, kicking off the Girl Scout. It, it actually falls on the weekend of National Girl Scout Cookie Weekend. Mm. And so we are kicking off that weekend with a thin mint sprint at the Jacksonville Zoo and Gardens on Saturday, February 19th. It's a 5K and a one-mile course, which you'll find me on the one-mile course. So there's a distance for everyone. Uh, the event also includes a cookie tasting wow. after the race. We have a new cookie this year, yes. And, of course, all the great accoutrements that come with um, actually participating in a 5K or a one-mile fun walk. <laughs> so it is at the Jacksonville Zoo. Uh, individuals can sign up for the race at... Um, Bitly forward slash thin mint sprint 22. Then go to our website, gatewaycouncil.org as well and find um, the data or the, and the research for it or the way to sign up. But um, the registration is open for everyone. And we're super excited about this because, well, particularly this is a, just a personal endeavor of mine, but I love when two nonprofits or four or five come together to lift the community. Mm. And so our partnership with the Jacksonville Zoo is doing just that. Individuals who walk or run in the race can can um, elect to actually participate and enjoy the zoo after they run so or walk. So um, it's going to be a great day. It really is. And we, um, it's the first time we partner with the zoo, and uh, who doesn't like to go to the zoo? Yeah. And, and while, right. again, this is, this is great. You guys aren't all cookies. Like you said, you guys are raising up female leaders in our community. So tell me how we can maybe get on board with that as well. Oh, certainly. We have all sorts of opportunities for volunteers to participate in Girl Scouts. And our um, cookie program is one just it's, it's a small fraction of what we do. What we what we like to um, ensure is that not everybody is going to be a troop leader, right? Nope, not everybody's going to have five or six girls or twelve girls, depending on the level of the troop, and walk them through the Girl Scout leadership experience. However, we do have experts that we engage. For example, I am not a STEM. I I'm, I love math, but math's not my stronghold. If I were doing a STEM um, badge, I may bring in a math teacher, or I may bring in an engineer from CSX, or I may. So we have professional episodic volunteers that actually help deliver programming as well. So that's one way to get involved. And of course, the best thing that the general public does is actually supports the Girl Scout Cookie Program. Great. And that's what we're here for. A hundred percent. What a fun way to help support something that is pouring back into our community. And we can start seeing Girl Scout tents pop up soon, February 11th. Miss Mary Ann, thank you so much for all you're doing for our neighborhood and just for being a part of the Girl Scouts of Gateway Council. We really appreciate you. Thank you, Colby. I appreciate you too. And thanks to the North Florida neighborhood. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio.